okay, I'm doing this whilst trying to entertain a rather large black Labrador. So if you hear me say good boy at all during this piece, um, it's just it's just me and the dumb dog. Um, right, here's a question. If a narcissist slash sociopath slash psychopath's online smear campaign yields no results, do they tend to step up the game or back down? If you ignore all of it, do they generally move on? I'd love to hear experiences, if you have any. <sighs> so, sociopaths and psychopaths. Do they do smear campaigns? So it depends what lens you view a smear campaign through. So I personally, I like to view it through the lens of a uh, purely narcissistic uh, injury. Um, so as an adult, we'll call it a narcissistic injury, narcissistic rage, mask falling, um, truth being sort of slammed into their face with uh, unadulterated objectivity and empiricism. Um, then the reactionary thing you get from the narcissist is that of a child. So what is a smear campaign then, if not uh, a tantrum using what they can in the modern day, you know? If you imagine that that person that's smearing you as a child in a playground being slighted by another child, you can almost see them uh, going up to someone else, another child and saying, oh, Billy smells. Did you smell Billy? He weed himself. You know, silly little things. I know the the the, the examples are broad in their range, granted, and very generalised. But a smear campaign is nothing but fear-based stuff of being caught out, being in the wrong, and it's it's almost like the worst kind of defence mechanism. If you're being smear campaigned, so let's talk it through. If you're in love with somebody and they said they love you and you moved in together or you know, you had an elongated relationship, marriage and whatnot, then that broke down. Um, then the, the, the smear campaign is is really a, a the causation of it is, is I believe, is guilt. Um, that sounds a bit weird, I know, but guilt from the narcissist. Now, how and why? Why is that guilt? Well, guilt is generally because they can't handle their own emotions. And that's why they put them outwardly. Um, so at the point of you saying, finally, say, standing up to your abuser, as you perceive it, and saying, enough is enough. I'm done. I'm leaving. And another thing with the smear campaigns, usually, um, I'm, not, I'm not dismissing long-term relationships such as marriages and whatnot, but usually when the evidence against the narcissist is let's say, more hidden, subtle, uh, more contrived in the experience of dealing with a covert toxic one, um, they firmly believe they've done nothing wrong. I mean, firmly believe that. That's You've got to get your head around that when it comes to narcissists. Sociopaths and psychopaths are entirely different, and I, I don't see them doing um, smear campaigns. I see them being more, more sinister than a smear campaign. Um, because believe it or not, sociopaths and psychopaths tend to be a little bit more grown up than than the narcissist. Again, another strange statement, but that that I think would bear fruit, bear out. Um, a narcissist, when they're emotionally challenged, is reset back to whence their trauma was inflicted upon them. And that's whether known or unknown, conscious, subconscious, unconscious. They are, they regress back to the emotional state and conditioning 
of a child, usually between the ages of four to nine, which is really when we learn our moral compass, when we learn how to flow with um, right and wrong and uh, moral decisions and empathy is learnt and born and then built upon into later years, teens, adulthood and so on. And if you don't learn that, what gets cemented in your head is is your emotional intellect element because everything else around you is growing up as you grow you know you're going off gosh i couldn't stop doing this on my phone or when i do at least make it <laughs> make it silent my apologies for that cuckoo 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 yep so another little interesting fact about me i can't actually say that word um only realized that in the last few months anyway where was we so yeah long and the short of it when they're slighted they are a child okay if you look at it that way when they are so when you dump them when you finally stand up to their bs and you say no enough is enough i'm i want to be in an adult relationship with another adult not parenting a child who's a child when emotionally challenged of which they will decide what that emotional challenge consists of and actually often that's akin to which way the wind is blowing so yes, you know, it's like walking on eggshells, on mouse traps, on anti-tank mines, on a lava field. It's dangerous to even integrate and or try to integrate with them and try to understand them. So when we do, and we finally see behind the mask and we think all is not well here, we might not necessarily understand what's going on, but our intuition kicks in. What's left of our soul that they've effortlessly sucked from us through our lack of boundaries and codependent nature? They... As I said, they see nothing wrong in what they're doing. Now that tells us something about them. That tells us that they're actually automated. They're actually running on instinct. They're running on reality. They're, it's their reality, what they're experiencing. There's a good argument to be had that they know what they do. They plot and plan. They sat in their lair, stroking a white cat, expecting you to die from fricking laser beams on fricking shark's heads. But that isn't... That isn't it. That that's not your. That's not the reality of a narcissist. The reality of a narcissist is so ingrained and so. So we we, we just step back a sec. We can see a, a smear campaign as a uh, as a an evil person taking retribution and revenge. Fine, you can see it as that, but that actually keeps you in an angry state yourself. Keeps you on a high alert status, and every time you might see them in the street or see them or see their social media and. You know, wondering when the next shoe's going to drop, literally many months after the relationship has ended, quite rightly so. It keeps you in a fear state, and that's kind of the reason they do it as well. It's, it's, it's several things. It's projection of their guilt. So they don't and can't take responsibility for anything they've ever done wrong, ever, much like a child, remember. Um, regression back in the emotional intelligence state. And in that so they feel so guilty about that they don't they don't know actually that they're guilty but they want to get ahead of the game they don't want to be blamed lest they have to face their selves um, so they'd rather you face yourself and whether that's through lies or exaggerated half truths um, which is usually both of those things so they'll, they know you, you've exposed them to them. Don't forget the narcissist will reserve their narcissism for the ones that are closest to them. Everyone else is just a, just a, a glimpse of it. You know, they're, they're either the, 
the poor, unlucky in love princess to their close cohorts and lifelong friends, but in their actual reality, they could be massive slags or massive sluts and sleeping around left, right and centre, using and abusing and disabusing good people, men of love and understanding and uh, expecting unconditionality when when all they give is, well, all they do is take. Um, so the unlucky love princess versus what you experience at the end, which is, you know, perhaps a <laughs> massive whore or a man whore even. You know, I'm, I'm saying that just from the experience of a few questions I've answered on the Quora this morning and, and, and viewed on my space there brilliantly from from abused men which which gives me gives me great um hope actually that that people are starting to more wake up and more find their voices and more speak their truths um so yeah the smear campaign back on track um so the smear campaign is there simply to thwart them being in the wrong so if they make it all about you being a douche when the reality is it was them they in their mind and their reality and their emotional intelligence space are off the hook. Their facade is preserved and that's all it is, a smear campaign. Right, so ignoring the sociopath and psychopath part of the question. So if a narcissist online smear campaign yields no results, do they tend to step up the game or back down? So what results are they looking for? What you, 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 If you step outside of the, the thought process there the, of the narcissist, the, the result you might think they're looking for, if they were plotting and planning it, is is your downfall. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be, a, you know, if they do a successful smear campaign, that's going to be one of the obvious um, outcomes is your perhaps emotional downfall, lack of support from your close network of friends, the division of your family members, some against you, some for you, you know, all that, all that malarkey. Um, so those those are the result, and the, the ultimate result is is their their relinquishing of responsibility for the train wreck that was your relationship. Um, if they smear successfully enough, and everyone thinks it's you, well, they're the innocent party. They become the victim that they've played since they were a child, uh, or at least a teen. So, what the results are down to you. If you're being smeared, if you're if you're involved with a smear campaign, the outcome of that is. It's very much on you and you can do one or two things. If you've got empirical evidence to suggest that, well, actually, no, it was them, then use it. Use it. Expose them. Do it. You've got nothing to lose at this point. If they're already slating you around town, just expose them. Do it. Um, but your evidence has to be empirical. And if you don't know what that means, please look it up. But essentially, it needs to be robust. It needs to be something that would stand up in a court of law because that's where it might be going when we talk about things like slander and um and other legal terms for defamation, for example, you know, if someone's giving you, someone's trying to online or in the real world, IRL, ruin your life, there's laws against that. There's, there's several laws against that. Loads of laws in the Western society and civilization against that. And if you've got the evidence to suggest that they're actually the abuser, I mean, use it. My, um, my perceived abuser was on Quora once she realized I was there writing um, and she added, you know, two or three answers about how woeful her life was and that everything was bad and this, that and the other. And it's just, it, it, it's, you know, none of it's, none of it's real. So I made a post one day and knowing she would read it, didn't directly address it to her, but stated that, you know, you know, you're on here, you know, you're saying these things, you know, that's not true. So let's do a show and tell, you know, add all the emails, the texts, the 
voice recordings of her abusing me uh, all there and I was happy to release it and suddenly she knew that there was some cognitive uh, resonance there and and she stopped it all which was which was great and you know I still got all that in the bag for legal proceedings if I ever need it um so if you ignore all of it that's the other that's the other thing you can do is you can ignore all of it and see it as a as a cathartic lesson so if they're smearing you about town or on social media and you suddenly find yourself losing friends because of it well they weren't your friends in the first place um so that's a good win you'll reduce your circle of friends and actually you'll probably find that the people that remain your friend after a smear campaign are the ones that you should have as friends they're your keeper friends they're your friendly friends um so do they generally move on well yeah um up to a point so they will inevitably end up in a new relationship um really really quickly that person will be the love of their life as per and they'll tell you that if they've still got com communications with you they'll let you know that this person was the was the the the, the medicine to their to what ails them and and you never were and this person's great in bed and the best lover they've ever had and blah 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 lies the whole while to that other person the new person you're the abuser you're the abuser and they are the innocent victim that's how they lure men in or women if they're a man they, they play the sympathy card look at me poor me I'm, I was abused at no point will they mention to their new bows that they've been on a rampant bullying smear campaign about you for months and months and months they just say oh he was horrible oh this that and the other you know it's all lies and it really is purely manipulation to lure in the they they the, lure in the new charm you know they they play that victim card to amazingly um amazing success really um so they do move on in other words, they, they do progress, they do, but it, it can take months. They have to be in a situation where their narcissism is being, their childlike version and ideation of love is being soothed. Um, so they need essentially a new victim. And once they've got that new victim, they ain't going to waste time, um, uh, or they shouldn't if they're a narcissist, waste time trying to smear you because, well, if they're caught out doing that, by their new bows or their friends or their flying monkeys then guess what they will then purely be the victim so some people in a smear campaign they'll absolutely if they're ever caught out by their close cohorts and people like on their side if you like they'll um they'll still play the victim card so i had to i had to do it had, they'll sell it somehow they'll missell it you know somehow um so gratefully and happily and thankfully they do move on um so my own experiences from it then are uh, well i captured them there in the, in the in the recording but the there's more to it that there's a lot lots more to it that but the takeaway is that i want you to imagine a child having a tantrum they've got nowhere to put that and they somewhere in their noggin they feel guilt for what they did to you because you've highlighted it but they don't necessarily know what it is they've done wrong because they're living in a particular reality space, which is a skewed version of love and no real moral compass. Quickly though, what is a moral compass? Well, if you looked at a compass, which has got 360 degrees, 
Um, in terms of relational stuff and narcissism, if you've got, if zero degrees, or if one degree is, is, is love, and 360 degrees is hate, there's another 358 degrees of, of feelings between that. They, it could just be four, you know, it could be north, south, east and west to simplify it further. Nor, uh, just past north being love, on north hate, south is something else, you know, angry, west is, you know, support, you know, whichever. But the, the moral compass, so it's not, with a narcissist it's love me or hate me. And that's how they then view you. They either love you or hate you. And if you disagree with them once too often or say no once too often, you'll find yourself at hate pretty quickly. So that's the difference. That's the childlike emotional intellect. You love me or you hate me. Where healthy adults have got, I love you, I still love you, but I still love you, but I definitely love you, but I love you, I love you. Like, wait, like, yeah. You know, to get to hate in a healthy relationship is, it is, it's not a healthy relationship if you ever get to hate. You know, you haven't talked about it like adults. Not everyone's, everyone in that dynamic has, has passed on their responsibility for the train wreck that it is becoming and that everyone's entrenched and dug in. Um, it's not healthy. So that, but that is what the narcissist does. You either unconditionally love them, which is an impossible thing to do, even with children. It's a, it's fairy dust, the unconditional love. It's, it's what dogs do. Dogs unconditionally love humans. If you beat a dog, not that I recommend doing that to any dog. They're amazing creatures. Um, maybe I've got one on my lap now, just yawning away. Um, if you beat a dog, it'd still love you. They would still love you. That's their nature. They've got massive hearts and eternal wisdom and they understand human trauma and the likes. But that's unconditional love. You, you can't get that with a human, especially a human you've only been with for, I don't know, less than a year. Um, so, yeah, there we are. That's my experiences, that's my answer. If a narcissist online smear campaign yields no results, do they tend to step up the game or back down? Generally, they'll move on. Um, and in that moving on, they back down. If they do step up the game, you just gotta hold your line. I know there's, um, there's that thing, isn't there? There's that, there's your truth, there's my truth, and then there's the truth. That's not what this is. When people talk about their truth or your truth, or it's only your opinion, or it's only your edict on things that are going on in the world, or with relationships, or narcissists. Actually, when it comes down to things like smear campaigns, you've, unless you've deleted it in a fit of, you know, desperation to get rid of it out of your psyche, but if you've got all the evidence there, that's your, that's your mental health check, that's your insurance policy, if you like, to, to, to the fact that regardless of what they do, you do know the truth of them. You do know what they are. And if it comes to it, use it if you've got it. Um, depends how bad it gets. Uh, so, yeah, I hope that helps someone today. If not, um, you know, there's other, there's other possibilities out there. There's other answers you can search for. Um, so this has been Narsol the Lonely Monster um, podcast. I'm Nelly and uh, catch you soon. Cheers. Bye.
Thank you.